Because that is how a nation is built. When we have Buddhas in the boardroom, when we have Buddhas in the education system, I am just trying to bring that same value through meditation. What motivates me is I want to create a revolution in integrative healthcare. I want to bring preventative and promotive health to the forefront. I want mental health to be a fundamental right, a right to peace, a right to happiness. This is the 66th episode of Dream 100 show with Acharya Ishan Shivanand ji who is the founder of Yoga of Immortals. Welcome to Dream 100 show listener. I am your host Savita Hosamani. Each week we interview today's most successful and inspiring business owners with winning teams who had the courage to chase their dreams in spite of all their challenges. Join us as we bring you everything that goes on in the minds of successful business owners during decision making process and gain insights to make smarter decisions. In today's episode we talk to Acharya Ishan Shivanand ji who is the founder of Yoga of Immortals. He has devoted many years in deep transformative meditations and also immersed himself in modern medical research of healing sciences his extensive work combined with ancient wisdom has led to immeasurable outcomes in the field of contemporary medicine and he is a blessing to humanity so let's hear it out from him as he takes out his time from his extremely tight schedule and shares few insights about his amazing journey of meditation and medication right here right now on dream 100 show podcast a very very warm welcome to acharya shivanand ji as we get started welcome to the show acharya ji First and foremost, I would like to understand uh, how were you drawn towards this journey? I didn't have a choice, madam. I was born in it. Mm-hmm. My father is the great Shiva Yogi saint, twenty-first of the lineage. His name is Doctor Avdhut Shivanand. I was born in his ashram in Rajasthan, Alwar. So the only thing that I was exposed to. <laughs> Uh, was this so you know it's like uh, for the first uh, five six seven eight years of my life I only knew the ashram I thought uh, that is how life was you know because my father was the guru of everybody and there were so many children or so many things so that was my normal living a good life eating organic food being in an ashram and this and that and then my mother. she is a very educated woman and she really wanted me to have some western education so i think i was about 10 or something that uh, she said oh go learn get into civilization but as fate would have it at around uh, 15 or 16 i don't remember i was a taekwondo player i was a martial artist and uh, i loved extracurricular activities i was good at studies also but not because the education made me good it's because the ashram made me good and i was just exploiting the goodness that the ashram put in me 
and uh, i had to do a stunt and in that stunt i broke my back and uh, my leg stopped working and <laughs> and i found myself back in the ashram you know so back to the pavilion so madhav wanted me to uh, come back to the mission that i had in life so then when i came back it was a thought process it was a learning it was a healing and now the healing was different because i had a lot of exposure i had exposure how you know people think how people are and how things are so then for 4 years i was again in the ashram i i healed myself but this time i went to lucknow i wasn't in rajasthan and lucknow then uh, my guru trained me with more and more things so after that i uh, was in the ashram very very happy and then in the shivyo community like in in our lineage you get married at 21 so when i became 21 i got married and by this time i was in the ashram i was very happy you know that's the thing that happens with happiness wife happens <laughs> and then one day we are in the ashram and we are very happy and then she said what do you want to do in life so i want to teach and then she said who's coming to the ashram to learn and then i looked at the population that would come to the ashram generally people who who had enough of life who are fed up they would come or the ones you know who are at the last leg they would come and we miss out on the doctors the engineers the teachers the soldiers the ones who really really need this interventions we miss out on them and then educated by my wife i realized that i must you know drop this spiritual ego and i must come out and i must teach i must share just like bhagwan shankaracharya he traveled he traveled as much as he could with whatever means he had as much as all the great monks of the past have traveled so i also started traveling and i started teaching and in 2015 i uh, uh, started to travel abroad also and i saw that my world view changed because i thought indians are only in india i went to africa and i saw that oh my god hum mein se kitno ko ganne katane leke gaye hain mm-hmm. the whole country mauritius was our people so much of south africa was our people fiji filled with our people uh, trinidad tobago other countries botswana mozambique kenya our people and not just our people when i started working with our people abroad i was exposed to other cultures as well and i realized the problems are the same and the problem is simple people don't know how to deal with the exorbitant pressure modern life has put upon them and when they look at the east the marketing has done in such a manner they think yoga you know that is the solution the intervention but you look deeper at the yoga intervention that is provided and it it's is only the asanas very few people were exploring the the meditation the cognitive the beauty that lies in the eastern culture and and that is the culture from which i came and i realized that i must do more because if if people have a conflict and i have a resolution then we must see that it can be implemented so i teach started teaching i started doing workshops i started traveling more but then i realized i am very finite i must take out this knowledge 
and i must make it into systems because a person is limited you know and you will see this in our past we india has created many great gurus many great movements but but maybe the guru is so much you know they like it they like being the guru so the, the guru is never separated from the systems the knowledge the academy so the moment the guru passes into the realm of divinity the movement stops it dies out or even if it doesn't die out it dis- extinguishes so much than what it could have been and i realized that i i must get rid of that ego and i must create systems i must get into academics because i am limited but the systems the knowledge can be infinite so in 2019 i i was inspired by this thought and i started doing research and i started just putting all the knowledge that i received in the ashram into paper i started making it into standard operating procedures i started making it into structures i started to you know because what does it mean to follow the sanatan dharma what does it mean to meditate what does it mean to do sadhana what does it mean to know the yoga of the self because we hear intelligent people talk intelligent things but then again what's the intervention what the hell am i supposed to do when i go back home and 99% of the time when i go back home the intervention that's provided is asana mm. where does the meditation come into place where does the sadhana come into place so then i thought we we must create research based magnum opuses so then we started and we have been conducting research since uh, 2019 and till now we have published six papers in the top scientific psychological journals of the world and our researches are still continuing and now we are exploring other opportunities in india till now our research has been subjective but now we are very grateful because now we are getting to have objective research capabilities where we would be able to see the benefits that these modalities bring into people's uh, cardiovascular health neurological health cellular health etc etc so tangible and intangible measures both and once we have that we have the data then it's very easy to implement because even with the subjective measures we are able to implement that data that research these sciences these protocols into the top uh, medical institutes of the world we were able to uh, implement it into the hcp environment hcw environment uh, the healthcare workers professionals the hospice environment the palliative care environment the chronic care environment we were able to implement it into the corporate setting we worked with the top uh, tech companies of the world uh, we worked with stem students science engineering technology mathematics and i realized that It's not like children don't want to meditate there's no structure if you put faith belief and all these things on top and system in the bottom then of course the child will say when i have to open my apple iphone i don't have to say oh steve job devata please let my apple iphone open then only it will happen you know mm. it's not like that faith comes later that i believe in the product later and if we start with faith that's where things get a bit confusing for young people and because i am young myself that i wanted the structures and once we implemented them and the children could see that there were results then they automatically are the most faithful generation i've seen look at my generation we are so faithful to marvel we are so faithful to apple samsung we are the so much faithful generation i think ancient generations have not seen we are so 
faithful to the ecosystems that we create that we are ready to fight for it and now i am just trying to bring that same value through meditation so coming back to your question what motivates me what motivates me is i want to create a revolution in integrative healthcare i want to bring preventative and promotive health to the forefront i want mental health to be a fundamental right a right to peace a right to happiness because if we have rights to food water etc etc of course we we work 20 hours a day for what if we can't be happy when we go back home absolutely so here i have a question of course ma'am when uh, you said that uh, you want to bring this uh, preventive techniques so didn't you receive lot of objection from the pharma companies because they are the ones who want people to be still addicted to medicine so when meditation comes in and since you are reaching out in a big way don't you anticipate a See, lot of objection we are we are biased you know we are talking about one or two pharma companies the worst ones you know that is what you are you are quoting right now why are we quoting the worst ones and of course the worst ones will always say why you are saying just pharma companies there are so many people who have objections but i don't care about the ones who do because there are pharma companies there are healthcare professionals who have no objections because they have seen their patients fail again and again and they don't want that to happen there are good doctors there are good physicians there are good pharma companies who do believe in an integrative approach because you have to understand what we saw during covid was a systems failure when the system gets overwhelmed then nobody wins not even the pharma companies not even the healthcare professionals and what is a pharma company if the healthcare physician gets burned out so if the system collapse happens if you just overwhelm the system nobody is winning and they are understanding that if you look at united states right now kaiser has made app based meditation interventions as part of insurance imagine that insurance companies are making app based meditation interventions as prescriptive solutions for mental health so if insurance is making strides in this and then you know because our mind says oh insurance wants to make money no they don't they understand that you make money till a point after that it's a systems collapse nobody wants that mm-hmm. so this is happening pharmacy pharmaceutical intervention exist yes but non pharmaceutical is extremely necessary for severe cases i don't deny of course pharmaceutical intervention is definitely necessary but as a lifestyle we cannot rely on just the prescriptive in fact over prescribed solutions we have to have some solutions that are better that actually increase the quality of life and that is what meditation does and and if you ask me ma'am i've only seen uh, people with open arms waiting to celebrate such modalities i think maybe because they are research based they are not opinionated Mm-hmm. and they were waiting for something like that something that's a system something that's non theological something that's non invasive something that's non pharmaceutical something that has a standard operating procedure something that's been well researched upon something that has shown to help people with chronic uh dilemmas so if we have something like that then why not mm-hmm. 
everybody's happy physicians are not evil man they are, they are very nice people they are very good people they're like you and me and they want the best best for themselves their patients and their institutions that's my my experiences wow awesome uh, i was just trying to understand the other side of it okay now coming back to uh, the meditation module that you have is called as the yoga of immortals so if one has to start this journey of yoga of uh, immortals so how does one start because now if at all you see um, uh, of course because india has got rich wisdom and there is lot of ancient wisdom uh, so there are different kinds of yoga when it uh, comes to patanjali yoga iyengar yoga we uh, keep listening to lot of yogas so uh, um, if uh, people are given too many things uh, which is laid out so how do they pick up what first is of all ma'am patanjali was a great master who gave philosophy sutras and he gave sciences people who say patanjali are they actually following are they actually reading you know you have to understand there's a brand name and then there is a real intervention many time people like to use words like holistic and wellness for god sake i i was looking at a, uh, a place in california and they were selling uh, holistic hamburgers <laughs> and i'm thinking what the hell is a holistic hamburger is just is just marketing so just by saying patanjali you don't you don't really know patanjali and i don't like this because these are my ancestors they are great scientists they spend their lives to create knowledges that has far yet to be surpassed if i've read western philosophy i've read nietzsche i've read descartes i've read plato socrates nothing compared to what abhinav gupta has done what patanjali has done what basveswar has done what trimular has done these are great people and i'm trying to bring their philosophies back into the academics so i don't know what is happening outside but i do know what i am trying to do and i'm trying to bring back that academics into the eastern spiritualities otherwise it's nothing it's just brand name you just keep on rebranding the same thing that somebody made in the 50s and 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 we do this because i was doing research with my colleague here and and we were director of this institute and we had to make this whole course model and we were just looking each course course after course after course it was like you know you have a kit kat you put first uh, uh, sticker of cadbury then you put sticker of nestle then you put sticker of something else is the same thing is a sticker they keep on removing the sticker the real knowledge it doesn't come so a lot of the things that you are mentioning it is an illusion of choice is no choice after if you have real time go everywhere and you will be like i it is the same thing you know <laughs> so it's an illusion of choice and what we are trying to bring back is that humility that 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 curiosity that ability to question that ability of academics that ability of science so coming back to your question till now we have only implemented yoi institutionally with various institutions we work with their lmss we make the systems for them and then we do system implementation implementation through them and now we are trying to uh, do the same with the yoi 
to find the right institutions through which because we don't just you know it's so easy to have a product and then market it i am a little bit of a celebrity myself you know it's it's so easy to just go out there and you know sell the next best thing but that's not our objective our objective is to get it into healthcare to get it into education to give it at low cost to no cost where it is necessary so that people who are most vulnerable can have access to it because see if today i start teaching in this pandal you think a rickshaw wala will stop his rickshaw and three days he will sit it you think a teacher who's working 9 to 5 will leave everything and sit there and if even she sits there even if she's inspired by me then uh, you know she leave everything and she will come and i don't like that i don't like that setup i don't want people to leave their houses families jobs education and come sit in the ashram that is not how a nation is built i want people to take my meditations and go back to their families their educations their jobs because that is how a nation is built when we have buddhas in the board room when we have buddhas in the education system and that is what i'm trying to do to get these interventions to the right places and i i just after a long time i just came back to india a few months ago we made a lot of strides i see we have very good governments right now our health minister mr mansukh he is uh, a doctor and uh, he is very much attuned i i was blown away by the intelligence that that man uh, was talking about and he knew about all the problems that people are facing he was aware about the solutions he was alert about the research that we were doing and all the other people that we were doing and he's taking care of a billion people so i was very excited and motivated that yes finally we have some people at the right places who can make these changes happen so we are trying our level best ma'am and very soon coming to a government school near you coming to a local hospital near you and all the right places till that time we are exploring and i hope to succeed in my mission my mission is to make meditation accessible i am saying that meditation should be a part of your life we have to be aware of occupational safety and hazards today's life is filled with hazards if you are working on a construction site you're supposed to wear hard hat and steel toe shoes because it's a occupational safety standard today we know that if you have a tech job you're prone to stress burnout much more than a normal person we know physicians are prone to stress burnout yet we send our children to this occupation that is filled with occupational hazards so, but because they are mental hazards we try to brush them under the rug if they were physical hazards we would be giving them steel toe shoes and hard hats so i'm just saying that if our work is filled with mental health hazards then shouldn't our work institutionalize mental health solutions definitely that is what i am saying ma'am i'm not saying work mindfully and all because again that's a western concept what how the hell do you work mindfully <laughs> you either work or you are mindful you know it's like it's like guilt tripping somebody why you want to do that that oh you're not working mindfully it's like i am better than you you are lower than me and now people are using this as a sort of status you know i i see I see I was at this place and at Stanford had this new guy and he teaches people how to mindfully fire people. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? You are firing somebody. Have a respect, but it's like it's like you know, oh, I'm so elite. I'm mindfully firing you. What is mindfully firing? 
you are taking away somebody's li- livelihood you are taking away somebody's job he doesn't have money to feed his children but you are mindfully firing it is toxic positivity and i i don't like when all these corporates they like to do this this wellness theater and that's what i call it some of the companies i was working with they would say eh hey, could you please come and do a one hour session for world mental health day or this and that i said what will that do you know give me a chance let me make a system let me get it there so that your vulnerable employees whenever they need it they have access to it let them have the training let it have a one month two month intervention that is introduced into the work environment and no 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 one hour theater and i said i'm not a monkey that i will jump and do theater for you so i wanted to work for serious people who were serious about their mental health and i was very happy when i got an opportunity to work with people like google they were they were very serious at that time and some other companies i can't name their names but they were very serious that yes we want mental health for our employees and again it's not work mindful it's not toxic positivity it's work at the same time be introduced to that time when you can work on yourself as well yes mm-hmm. ma'am so how does uh, it empower an individual so uh, let's say if a person practices for 3 uh, months 6 months and uh, a period of 1 year for life and, and when they feel that uh, we know human tendency is like this after people experience uh, something nice uh, few of them after a period of time they get uh, fascinated by other things and slowly they drop uh, uh, doing meditation so if uh, somebody drops it and then again when there is a issue they come and pick it up see now it's a now it's a moral question do you tinder or do you marry so how am i to say you know do you want to commit to something that's helping you or do you want to swipe right left because the fads will come of course fads will come there was atkin diets as a fad this was a fad keto is a fad in the same way gurus are a fad yogas are a fad i understand it, it it's a social need all the celebrities go somewhere you know everybody is going and that's nice follow that if that gives you happiness but be very serious about your mental health and if you feel that wherever you are going that's not the intervention that's helping you i'm not saying don't stop enjoy because social needs why not dancing yeah who he who like you know that all that happens you go to disco and dance why not go to some spiritual place and dance it is again a form of creating joy but then again if there are actual tangible parameters that you want to work upon always ask yourself a question am i numbing myself or i am helping myself people can use spirituality as numbing mm-hmm. people can use listening to gurus as numbing you know my problem is still there my issue is still there my anxiety is still there my depression is still there my insomnia is still there but you know i i am numbing myself what's the difference between alcohol then because that is you're using it for numbing is it real relaxation and how do you know something is numbing or relaxation is because if it's numbing and then the dosage has to increase if the dosage stops you come out feeling withdrawal and shitty you know all these things happen uh in the end it is not great for your ultimate good your life opportunities keep on reducing 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 till only one thing is left and people who end up walking the path of spirituality and that's it that's the only thing they become a one trick pony 
But I come from a culture of the real ancestors of Sanatan Dharma. They talked about 200% life. They were warriors. They were kings. They were great family men. They never told you to be a one-trick pony. They taught you. They gave you the tools. They treated you if there was a need. And they gave you the first state, the mental cognitive first state, if life was going to be stressful. And then you take that and then you go back. So the question that, that contemplation people have to do. Because yes, Tinder can give you joy, but maybe not fulfillment. I don't know. I've never done it. I got married at 21. Tinder was launched way later. But if that's your attitude towards mental health and wellness, definitely I can have the hypothesis. It won't be that great. You won't be able to get maximum out of it. And if something's working for you, then commit to it. And that any person will say, in any field, you ask a healthy person. They don't jump fads. You ask a marathon runner, you ask an elite sportsman. They don't jump and get on the latest fad. They have their systems and they go back to them. You ask Mike Tyson, he has his systems, he's developed his systems. Yes, he may stray from them. But when he'll come, he won't jump that, oh, let me try Taibo, let me try TRX, let me try something, you know. He knows his systems, he knows the tried and tested, skipping, running, whatever, you know. I don't box, I don't know. And that's what I'm saying, have those systems straight, that's natural, but then come back to them. Awesome. For one starts on this uh, path of uh, meditation. So at one point of time, uh, they start questioning uh, th themselves that uh, am I on the right track and how do I actually uh, reach the highest realm of uh, Nirvana. So uh, what are your thoughts about it? That happens all the time. You do question yourself, but then you, there are times in life when you feel weak, you feel stressed, but, but that's the way life is. I'm not saying that that uh, after uh, uh, doing meditation you will become like joker from the batman that you know sadness happens and you go ha 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 that's a psychopath mm -hmm. you still feel and and you feel definitely you have a positive emotion and negative emotion but with meditation you have tools to deal with the negative emotion and come out of them easily with less hangover of the negativity but you will still get a feeling. It's not like you become senseless. There are sense sensibilities. And sometimes negative emotion can even act as a motivation. So yes, questioning will happen, but it doesn't matter. If you are serious, you are going towards your growth and you are not focusing on nirvana. Any serious seeker knows one day at a time, one step at a time, one meditation at a time. And straight away, if your goal is nirvana, you are the saddest person in the world. Because it's like, it's like, you know, like you're trying to lose weight. If after every damn workout, a person stands in, on the weighing scale and says, oh my God, the weight didn't reduce. Oh my God, the weight didn't reduce. Then that same person would be closing his eyes. Oh my God, I'm not evolved. Oh my God, I don't see a halo. Oh my God, where are my wings? Oh my God, why have I not started farting rainbows? <laughs> you know, I'm, just, I'm just saying, it doesn't happen like that, does it? So it's always one day at a time, one step at a time. And if you are serious, then one day you'll just open your eyes and you'll see something beautiful in front of you.
And isn't that the truth? Yes. <laughs> you agree? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm so happy you agree, madam. So I think we'll stop now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was a pleasure conversing with you. You are amazing and my regards to all your listeners. Thank you, <laughs> thank madam. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much for your wonderful insights. I thank Acharya Ishan Shivananji from the bottom of my heart for sharing his pearls of wisdom which will always be treasured. Here are my top 7 takeaways. My first takeaway, mental health is a fundamental right for peace and happiness. Second takeaway, a person can be limited but systems and knowledge can be infinite. third takeaway integrated approach of medicine and meditation is the way forward my fourth takeaway is check out if choices are illusionary or they are real time my fifth takeaway is be serious about your mental health and also be aware of mental health occupational hazards My sixth takeaway is if something is working for you stay committed to it. Seventh takeaway last but not the least meditation gives you tools to handle negative emotions. Thank you so much. Never lose out on an opportunity to learn about cultivating your inner strengths on Dream 100 show. We strongly believe that life is just a play. We win some, we lose some, we miss some and we mess with some. So enjoy your journey and play to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dream 100 show. And now make a smart decision of taking the next step towards building your trust and your dreams don't forget to subscribe to dream 100 show and leave a review on apple podcast share your biggest takeaways with us and follow us on linkedin facebook and instagram for more details shoot an email to us This is Savita signing off and catch you soon in our next episode. Okay.